Thanks, Steph, for leading us with our Family Connect time today. And I know our family has enjoyed uh, reading the scripture and answering those questions. And whether you're with your family or with a couple or on your own, this is for our whole church family to lean into those moments as uh, our Family Connect time together. However, I'm not sure I completely like what Steph chose for her jersey today. Not sure. Rivalries, they're not new. We have Coke versus Pepsi. I personally like Coke, especially with a little twist of lime. Uh, PC versus Mac. And you Mac lovers are all over Mac, but I just don't get Mac at all. Or Android phone versus the iPhone. And uh, I will say my first smartphone was an iPhone. But I've since, I have since come to the light and have uh, settled on Android. And I know, you, I, I know you iPhone lovers love your iPhones, and that's great. But then the biggest rivalry of all is nothing other than the Oilers versus the Flames, right? And you all know that I'm a big Oilers fan. I love my Oilers. And yes, Pastor Aaron is on the other side, the dark side, the, that flames, that red color. Um, and yes, you know, I have missed my hockey over the, the past few weeks and months. And, uh, and I don't know if we're going to get hockey this summer or not. I hope so. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but, you know, we have a friendly little rivalry going on around the, the office here at the church and nothing too huge. However, if we actually see some hockey happen, the rivalry might pick up where it left off before COVID. And then there's Pastor Scott, our fearless leader, our lead pastor here at the church, praying that he's on a, having a great holiday these days. But um, he is a Rough Riders fan, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. And that green is just, it grates with me. Um, I'm not sure what state uh, Pastor Scott will be in if football doesn't happen this summer. Yeah. Being stuck is no fun, right? These last three months have been hard for so many of us in so many ways, and not watching our sports or hockey specifically is certainly down the list on the things that have been hard or the things that we've really missed. Um, That's why we've jumped into this series uh, in Philippians, and we've entitled it Unstuck. And we have found ourselves with COVID being stuck. We have been hunkered down in our homes. Uh, we've been pulled away from family and friends. The, the restrictions have been put on us. And I know they're starting to open up. And, and we hope and pray we will open up here at the church so, soon too. But we all have felt stuck these days. But in this passage, in this book of Philippians, we've entitled it Unstuck. And you've just finished reading the first few verses of chapter 2. And I want to unpack that a little today. Finding joy on our, in our unity with Christ. Finding joy in our unity with Christ. So Paul reminds us in this first part of chapter 2 um, that we belong to Jesus. We have his Holy Spirit in us. And if you continue on reading in verse 2, it says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working uh, together with one mind 
and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Those first few verses um, set the tone here. Most of our battles against rivals are fun and don't harm anyone. But this spirit of rivalry that Paul writes about here can be extremely dangerous, extremely damaging. In Galatians 5, uh, verse 20, Paul also speaks about the selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. He warns us about this spirit of rivalry, and it's contrary to the spirit of God. What is this spirit? Well, in a sense, it means that we fight for no other reason than to meet our own needs, our own wants. It's called selfishness. And Paul says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. This is thinking only of, our, of ourselves and what we want only. Making ourselves look good. In the NIV, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Paul is warning the church that our hearts will try to manufacture our own glory. Our own glory. That is vain conceit. Puffing ourselves up, making ourselves look great. And this happens often because we feel maybe insignificant. So we act big on the outside, hiding maybe our inner insecurities. We are afraid that we are nothing and that we will uh, not be remembered maybe for um, who we really are. And we're seen maybe as uh, unsuccessful. And Paul warns against that. How many of us have been in this situation? where we find ourselves in the one-up conversation. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where someone tells you uh, a story, uh, maybe some amazing trip they've been on, and, or maybe this famous person they've met, and then you go, hey, you know, here's my big trip, or here's this famous person I met. Well, he played hockey with Wayne Gretzky, and, and uh, I rode the elevator with him, and, and, you, and you go on and on. Instead, he says, we are to take an interest in others. Lean into what they're really saying and what is going on in their lives and how they are truly feeling. What, what's going on in your life these days? What's, how is this impacting you? Asking questions that really put an interest in others. Let me say that the Church of Philippi was most likely made up of a variety of backgrounds. And Pastor Aaron told us uh, in week one of this series a little about this city and the, the position in that known world at the time. And there's no indication that the church was having problems with unity, but Paul was making sure and was safeguarding themselves uh, from dissension and the dangers and the consequences of what happens when we all get looking inward at our own interests. Going back to the scripture again, verse three, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And then it says, verse five, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. You must have the same attitude as Christ Jesus had. 
And then Paul ends this whole section with us focusing on who Jesus is. And he doesn't suggest or recommend. He says, you must have the same attitude as Christ Jesus. And in the NIV, it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus. And then the next six verses, he unpacks who Jesus was and is for us today. We are to have the same attitude and mindset of Jesus. And how do we do this? How do we really do this? How do we have the same mindset as Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? We prayed about this at the end of our Family Connect time. Pastor just, uh, Steph said, pray as a family or, or together or on your own for the Holy Spirit to show you how to be more like Jesus. Well, first, there are three really significant claims that Paul makes about Jesus. And these are really important. The first is that Jesus is God. The second is that he was man and he became the God-man. And third, he came as a servant to serve. Jesus first was in the very nature of God. He was the very substance, character, and being of God. He was God. But secondly, he was also man at the same time, fully human. From the very start of life to the very end of life, he was all human, experiencing all, enduring all, let what you and I face each day and through each stage of life. He was human. And he's been there. He knows what you and I are going through, what we're going through today. Whatever it is, he's been there completely. So Jesus is God. He became man. And thirdly, he came to serve. And this is where we are to become like Jesus, to be servant. So verse 6, it says, Though Jesus was God, he did, uh, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took on the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. I like how Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. He says, having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. You see, he came for you and he came for me. And when he left this earth, after he was crucified for the penalty of our sin, of my sin, of the whole world's sin, he died for us. And when he finally left this earth, he left his spirit to literally live in anyone who chooses to be a follower of him. You know, we have his character, his mind, his attitude lives in us. And we need to tap into that power, into that resource. Do, do you really want to be like Jesus? Do you really want to be like Jesus? Then you need to want more of him. You need to want to tap into him more and more as a Christ follower of Jesus. Let me just pause here for a second. 
Because if you have joined us and you've never given your life to Jesus, you are maybe peering over the fence at Christianity, at this church stuff. You know what? I just invite you to search deeper for who this Jesus is. He really wants to be in relationship with you and he's waiting. And so if you're watching this live, we have a, a, a link that you can tap into to find out more information. You can email the church or call us or let us know. We would love to journey with you and help you understand what it means to follow Jesus for the first time. Because that is so important in this whole process. And so again, if you are here and you've joined in and you're, you don't know if you've made Jesus your best friend yet, you haven't discovered that personal relationship with Jesus, we would invite you to join us and to connect in with us. And we would love to journey with you. But for those of us that are on the journey with Jesus already, how do we take on the same mind and attitude of Jesus? How do we truly humble ourselves and look into the interests of those around us instead of just our own? How can we do this? We do this by leaning into Jesus, wanting more of him, truly wanting more of him. Not just saying it, but doing something about it. Pastor Aaron uh, talked two weeks ago in our first uh, sermon in this series. And um, he told us several things we can do to experience the faith-filled joy that Jesus brings. He gave us a list of them. And of course, the first and uh, important point would be that you discover Jesus for yourself if you haven't yet. But for those of us that are on our journey with Jesus already, he talked about reading scripture. Reading God's word is so important. Right here, taking time, leaning into God regularly. And we say this all the time, God's word, you got to read it for yourself. You got to get into it, absorb it. And then he, uh, Pastor Aaron talked about journaling and some of us do it and some of us don't. And I do it sometimes and I do it and I don't always do it but I love reading back in my journal and seeing how God has done things, what things he's done. And journaling is a great thing to do, to journal our time with God. It's significant and can be very significant as we lean into Jesus. He also shared about worship and worship being so important for us. We were created to worship and worship can look lots of different ways and Music and singing is certainly one way, but there's lots of ways to bask and meditate in God's presence and his glory. But worship is one way to lean into our relationship with Jesus. Sharing and reflecting our stories with, uh, with what God's doing in our lives with others. We were meant to do life in community. And I know right now with COVID, we've been kind of pushed apart, but sharing our stories with one another is so important. And don't let this time that we've been apart set the stage for coming back or being reluctant to come back. And when we do, we want you to come back when you feel comfortable. You know, if you take a fire that's burning bright and there's a bunch of logs burning and you take one log and you put it over on the side and you leave it there and it looks great, it's burning, but eventually that log will burn out because it's not in the, the fire pit, if you will. We are meant to be all together, burning bright, burning hot in community. And we will all be together again soon. And it's so important to stay in community with others of like-mindedness in the family of God. 
So don't try and do this out on your own. It won't work. God knows that. And then lastly, Pastor Aaron said, we just need to ask the Holy Spirit. We just need to pray and ask God to, to show us what he's doing in us and what he wants and to lead us and guide us. Just ask the Holy Spirit to show you his goodness and his plan and his, his, uh, his purpose in your life. And he will. See, this is how we lean into Jesus more and more and how we can become more like him. I cannot become more like Jesus if I don't spend real quality time with Jesus and in his presence and with the, the family of God. That is so important. And then it goes on. If this is who Jesus is, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And again, I like what Eugene Peterson says in the message. And he starts out with, you know, because this is who Jesus is, because of that obedience, verse 9, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever, so that all created beings in heaven and on earth, even those long ago uh, dead and buried, will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all, to the glorious honor of God the Father. This is the Jesus whom we are to follow, whom we are to serve, and who we are to be like. But we cannot get distracted and get derailed from this in any, of our, any way. You know, if we go back to our family connect time, I was slightly distracted by that jersey that Steph wore. And really, this was my uh, Sunday to preach and my message. And, you know, I really felt that she should have been wearing an Oilers jersey. And so I'm not sure how Pastor Aaron got his way in having that Flames jersey. But you know what? The point is not what jersey she was wearing. The point was the message that she was talking about. And I hope you didn't lose focus on Jesus this morning. That you didn't get distracted by the jersey. And I know we can get distracted by so many things today that are really not that important. And take our eyes off Jesus. What is getting you distracted these days from pursuing Jesus, from really leaning into him, from becoming more like him? How are you leaning into Jesus these days? Are you becoming more like Jesus? No matter what you find yourself in the middle of? Remember, Paul the Apostle wrote this passage of Scripture, this letter to the Philippians, when he was locked down in prison. Yeah. And I know we are locked down in the middle of a pandemic, and you know things are starting to open up, but we have been again, hunkered down and, and confined, and we could get very distracted these days. 
And I know some of us have lost so much in these last couple of months, and we've all heard some stories, and I know there's lots of stories that we haven't heard yet of the things, the hard things that we've been enduring, either because of COVID or that's been running along the edges of COVID. These have been tough days for many of us, complicated for so many of us. Yet Jesus is here and available to help us on our journey, no matter what we find ourselves in the middle of being hunkered down or locked into a prison like Paul, being in the middle of a world pandemic, or maybe there's other things going on in your life that you are feeling locked down in, whether it's relationships or work or finances or whatever it might be, whatever you're finding yourself in the middle of, we need to pursue, come out of that. You see, there is joy in moving from being stuck to unstuck on our journey with Jesus. Did you get that, folks? This is at the heart of the message. There is joy in moving from being stuck to unstuck on our journey with Jesus. Let's lean into him. Let's lean into Jesus. And let's be more like Jesus.